Today's episode of the Dirty Sports Podcast is brought to you by Chill Boys, the official underwear sponsor of our podcast. Dirt Balls, upgrade your undies. Do it. Our friends at Chill Boys are going to bring your underwear game to a whole new level. They have great, great variety. They got all types of underwear for you. They got the bamboo boxers, the performance boxers, the boxer briefs, and they're all very comfortable. I'm currently wearing a pair right now. They're official. They're also the official sponsor of the Ruther boys. My brothers love these. They wear them all the time. So upgrade those undies and use discount code dirty 20 at chillboys.com to save 20% on your first order. That's dirty 20 to save 20% at chillboys.com. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther, coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from Los Angeles, California, Joey. No chill, pray now. Hello, Andy. Good evening. Good evening. That's right. You know I love the evening pods. Little the evening pods get a little wacky. Always. Right? Like what like who knows what we're gonna get into tonight? Crack that, crack that official sponsor. It's five o'clock somewhere. Yeah, here a guy. <laughs> it is five o'clock. Get that Miller light ready there. That's right. How are we doing in SoCal? Give me an update, Joe. Give me, give me any news, anything I'm missing. All, I mean, all good, honestly. Beautiful weather lately. Hot for uh, February. You know, mid seventies, upper seventies the other day. Sunny. I mean, bluebird days the last couple of days. Um, I actually went went golfing with your boy Laz and your boy Dennis Gubbins yesterday. We went down to the Navy golf course in Cyprus, uh, for the second time in a week. And, um, I know you haven't seen it yet, but in the HBO tiger documentary, it is literally where he learned to play golf. Cause his dad was like a Navy guy and it used to be a private course just for, uh, military. And it was literally where tiger learned to golf and no joke yesterday I pull in the lot at about 1145 for uh, a 1230 tea time and instantly upon entering the gates, we get the alert on our phones. The tiger woods has been in an and been in an accident. And I was like, wow, like that is just, that's weird. That's crazy. So like, at Tiger's home golf course and then spent and then like, you know, didn't I'm, I'm sure it was a whirlwind. I don't know if you were around yesterday, but I, I even saw the tweets. I saw a lot of tweets when I clicked on the trending topic of people complaining about how much coverage there was. But I didn't see any of the info and I didn't see any of the coverage. 
because I was out there playing the course, which is just crazy. Just out there literally stomping Tiger's grounds. I was, I was gone. Basically. I didn't see it until like hours later. So I was on the other side of town. Um, and I didn't see it, but obviously, uh, huge news and more like, you know, it's constantly developing and more information is coming out, I should say. And, uh, it's a big discussion and we're going to have it because there's a, there's a, there's a lot to tackle here. Yeah. And, uh, we both have some of our own opinions on things and obviously, you know, it's crazy. Cause you know, we, we had the Kobe incident when he passed away just after we dropped like a Kobe video, not that we did anything tiger, but we're obviously not like we're, we're by no means like tiger stands on this show. There's a lot of tiger stands in the world. Um, neither of us are really golf fans in general. So that keeps us from being tiger stands, but we've had, we've had our own, uh, little, little, you know, opinions on him, which have triggered some stands. Um, but that being said, it's fantastic news that he's alive and, um, aware and, you know, okay. And respectively, like, you know, all things considered, he's going to be okay. Um, but I, you know, have a lot of experience with a lot of the words that were used that are, that came out last night with the reports, like tibia, tibia and fibula and pins and screws and all that. So, um, and actually the first place I went for an MRI after I got back from Tahoe during my, after my accident was Harbor UCLA medical center down there in Torrance. Um, so I was in the same, the same hospital after my injury for, for a bit as tiger was at yesterday. So, so the car goes off the road. It's palace Verdes, correct? Yeah. So it would be South of like South of where Venice, where we used to be just yeah. kind of putting context for people, the, the Southest end of the South Bay. Yeah. So, and there's, you know, he was apparently headed to rolling Hills estates, which is like down there in the, you know, Palos Verdes slash, I guess, whatever that whole Torrance ish area. Um, and it's, it, it's a little bit like country for LA down there. There's horses. Yeah. Uh, there's windy back roads. Well, Obviously not, he was on like a two lane road or whatever. Say, yeah. It's not, you know, he was speeding. It's not an area you want to be speeding at. Yeah. With the roads winding and the hills. Um, yeah, I mean, he's lucky from everything I read, like, he's lucky to be alive. Yeah, I mean, it was a nasty car wreck by all means. If you read the detailed report on it, it was it's pretty horrific. All jokes aside, this is a totally serious statement, and it's funny, but it's but it's meant to be totally serious. Why the fuck does Tiger drive himself? anywhere at this point he has multiple but it's not funny it's true he has multiple driving incidents yeah including obviously the first major one which set the whole thing off the whole thing got the whole tiger drama got set off by a car accident then he gets pulled over and now he has this like dude my dad 
was, you know, his yearly salary was probably one one thousandth of what Tiger makes in a year. You know what I mean? And when my dad got a good promotion, he was like, I want a driver. He was like, I want to sit in the back of a car and have someone drive me. And they were like, okay, we can do that. And Tiger Woods is speeding through Palos Verdes on the way to an appointment in a fucking, <laughs> in a branded Genesis from his own tournament this past weekend. Bro, you know get yourself a goddamn chauffeur. I'll you know, do it. I don't even like Tiger. I'll do it for you, guy. You know what it is, though. It's I, this is what I'm gathering. This is what I'm assuming. I think it's not just Tiger. You know, anybody when you've reached that stage of fame of financial success, I think it's control, right? Like, like I think especially someone who has achieved so much as Tiger has through his own control. I think that's what it is. That's just my guess. But I, isn't, I don't know. I, isn't having a armed former fucking LAPD detective in the front seat of a armored Escalade or armored Genesis C80 or whatever they are. Isn't don't you, aren't you in that much more control? You got to be doing the steering. Yeah. Look, man, I agree. I, I do think, I think that's what it is. Now, obviously, there's a big debate. He wasn't drunk is what they're releasing as far as Which the is, county. I mean, but, I wouldn't expect him to be drunk at 7 a.m. No, I know. But, you know, there, there's always going to be a, a discussion. Was he hopped up on some sort of pills? Because he didn't look good during that Sunday interview with Jim Nance. I mean, that's I think that's um, a a thing that, you know, people are insinuating and other people are coming and saying, like, how dare you? This isn't the time for that. And it's like, well, kind of is. It 100 percent is. It doesn't kind mean of is. we have we have two of these incidents in his past. He's in a solo car wreck. No one else is involved. No brake marks, no skid marks. He didn't break. Yeah, he didn't break at all. And. I agree with you, everybody The I, I was with my buddy, uh, there was a fourth guy playing with us yesterday my buddy john who is a tiger psycho he's a he's a tug coker level tiger stan like we play this course because he just wants to like smell the grass where tiger used to play like he loves and the the second we got the news report he goes yeah well he was all fucked up on painkillers on sunday and i think anybody watched it i happen to be watching that tournament live and yeah he looked like he was on painkillers and you know, it doesn't really matter in terms of like the outcome of the thing, but uh, it, it leads to the leads back to the original point, which is like, if you have this history and you have these injuries that you're fighting through, you're recovering from the surgery, just fucking, if you're going to like, dude, if you're riding in the back of a car, take all the painkillers you want. When yeah. I'm on an airplane, do you know how conked out I am on, you know, booze and Xanax and blah, 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 like whatever you can take to get through. Like this guy's recovering from surgery. When I was recovering from surgery, I had everything in me. And that's OK. But I also wasn't driving. Yeah. Well, I, I think, you know, I, I do want to go down a few different rabbit holes. One, the oh, he wasn't drinking like. The, the opioid crisis is Israel. 
And, and, and to me, that diverts it. When people say, I don't, I don't want you to assume he was on it. And, and no one's like, I don't know if he was or he wasn't. But I do want to talk about that because it's a problem. The pain pillars are our problem. The yeah. pharmaceutical business is a problem in this country. And we should talk about it. Like, I don't we know. Have another, we have another, I have another friend who's another tiger maniac. We have, I have so many tiger maniacs that I know. Another tiger maniac that I will leave unnamed. He texts me yesterday. FYI, tiger's back on the painkillers. Break it on your podcast. I said, you you know for sure he was, or you're saying he definitely is now post-accident. Me being like, of course, yeah, he's definitely on painkillers right now. Sure. And he goes, I know. Trust me. Regardless of what you read anywhere. I said, I do trust you. He said, literally, his team is incredible at keeping things down. Let's see if they still can. Like, this is a tiger stand saying, no doubt about it. Well, look, I, I, again, I, I think that that's that's a problem that we have in this country in the pills. And I'm like, I'm so anti-pill at this point. I don't even like taking ibuprofen personally. And Tiger's had five back surgeries, I believe. Five. Which I'm just going to say my Andy Ruther take. I think he 100%, and I've said this for the last few years since you introduced me to Dr. John Sarno and healing back pain. I think Tiger 100% has... TMS. I've been saying this since 2009. Yeah. Or what, whenever, what, what was the year that the whole thing came apart on him? I mean, his, you know, like, you know, from reading that book and, and we also just know in general that people pain, physical pain, mental pain, all that stuff all come from the same place. You know, obviously listen, traumas are traumas. He doesn't have TMS in his leg right now. He has traumas from a car accident sure. and no doubt about it, you know, playing golf at, at, in the style that he did in with the torquing of your body and everything, it definitely put some wear and tear on it. But the idea that suddenly after tiger woods goes from being dominant and healthy forever, and then removed from his life, is not only the things that he did to keep himself balanced as weird or questionable or whatever as that was like having, you know, women all over the country that he's hiding from his wife and whatever, that's fine. But that's definitely like a coping mechanism to his mental pain and all the stuff that he went through growing up with his dad and blah, 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 blah. But not only is that removed from his life, but injected into his life is the stress of the whole world finding out about it. And now suddenly everything in his body, his back breaks down, his neck breaks down, his knee breaks down, his ankle break like 100% related. Look, I, I just re I just reread the book. I had excruciating back pain a few weeks ago, which again, I fully buy into the mind body connection, which they preach and, and, and tigers tigers life has been so stressful at going to a young age. Now I haven't seen the documentary yet, but I know the story of his dad and all the pressure. Like Tiger had a very, people might laugh at this, but he had a very difficult life. Like you see all the success and all the glory, but that doesn't mean that it was easy. 
And to me, that's exactly where that stress goes. And it's psychological and it's mental and it comes out in those areas. So for sure, I think he a hundred percent has TMS and, you know, it's something like I'm, I battle a lot and I know I deal with it and, and a lot of it's subconscious and I don't want to get too deep in the psycho- psychological aspect of it, but I believe in that. And it's sad. Like I, you don't want to see anybody go through what he's going through and then all the surgeries, that's a whole other debate. I would say you don't need that many surgeries. Obviously I'm not a doctor, but again, if, if I believe it's mostly up here, then that's what I believe. But we've put him on such a pedestal like so many people have. And just imagine that pressure alone, like you're saying, and when it all comes crashing down and what I find interesting, Joe, is people are instantly saying, will he golf again? Whereas no lie. My mindset is like, dude, fuck golf. Right. Like Tiger's got to get his head right. Right. It's not easy. Tiger's not in a good place psychologically. Um, and and the thing is, is like, if you're not like, I you know, I hate to say it, but maybe it's just that I grew up pretty privileged, but for the last 20 years, I've been playing the role of a very, very broke, struggling comedian. But like, I think when you deal with that, when you, when you have it, like, I always just, I always go like, how much money do you need? Like, I fucking don't need, like, how much money does Tiger, like, I, I know he's got a competitive drive and he wants to, but he doesn't, you don't need to golf with Dwayne Wade and David Spade for your competitive drive. Like, how much do you need if you're going through this stuff where you can't get through the day without, you know, taking painkillers and, you know, doing all, like maybe skip the fucking Justin Herbert, Drew Brees golf outing. Maybe focus on like getting back to golfing. If that's all it is, is about your competitive edge. Also, everybody did the Tigers back, Tigers back, Tigers back thing. He came back. He won the Masters, bro. You are allowed to take a day off. You're allowed to take the rest of your life off. I think it's easier said than done, though. Like, again, I I think people of Tiger's level athletically, I I don't think you and I can relate to that. I'm just being honest. Like, I I can't the the Michael Jordans of the world, the LeBrons, the Michael Phelps, the Serena's like like I, I just don't think. I think those people are so next level. And it's win, win, win. And that competitive nature, I, I just, I just, I don't think I can relate to that. Like you can sit down and watch Netflix. I can do the same. We can go relax, smoke a bowl, veg out, eat an edible and some pizza. Like it's tough for these guys to do. I know what you're saying, but I don't even know if it's about the money with these people. Like these people are next level. It's, it's, it's. But, uh, but again, I go back to the same thing. It's like, okay. If you have the competitive will to win and you can't stop competing, fine. Don't stop competing. But if you're struggling to get through the life, why are we doing, why is it, you also have to be the TV. Like I understand that Tiger was a worldwide brand and he did the whole Nike thing and he did the whole Buick thing and he did the whole whatever when he was in his prime and it all, whatever, and it all came crashing down. But like, okay, if that's the thing, now just be a golfer. 
not just get healthy and try to play the masters. Instead, you're literally driving a hundred miles an hour through Los Angeles to go do a fucking golf lesson with Drew Brees. I don't know, man. I mean, he's also got so many people around him and this is all he knows. Not enough that any of them are fucking driving him anywhere. But, but that, but I agree that that's the problem. I don't know what his psychological health is, but you know, well, the old, if you saw him on Sunday. It wasn't, it wasn't strong. Well, I saw the interview, you know, the more I get older, the more I value that side of it, the mental side of it, the emotional side of it. And if he's not right there, it's tough to be right in everything else in your life. And I couldn't agree more. Like, why, I mean, why are you I, I driving? Think, I think the thing is too, you know, what's crazy. It's like a really weird place that I'm looking at it from because we have, I mean, if you look at the last year ish of my life, like I go from being like, you know, finally hitting a stride with stuff, getting injured, COVID the whole lockdown, literally my thing now is like, I would be going crazy if I didn't just like go outside and get some sun and go golfing a couple times a week. Yeah. Tiger literally tiger's job is literally like the most fucking relaxing thing. I don't know if it is though. That's what I'm saying. Not for him, but I'm just like, my point is like, you got to take, you got to change your point of view. I agree. Because if your point of view is I can't go out on the golf course without a, a head full of Xanax and painkillers. Yeah. Maybe don't do it anymore. I agree, but it's not always easy, especially if you, if he has an addiction problem to the pills that, you know, they say it's some of the worst addictions to kick. Well, get addicted to riding in the backseat dog. Yeah. I don't know. Like uh, golf should be the last thing on his mind. That's just my take. Again, I'm a complete outsider. I don't know. We, we, we don't know. I, I don't know if tiger goes to counseling therapy. I don't know, but you got to change something up. Yeah. And, and I think, I think it's tough to just, you're not saying walk away, but it's tough to kind of do what you're saying. Like, I'm just, I'm trying to see it from his perspective. I, I, I'm not saying, I agree with you, Joe. I, I just like, it, it's change isn't easy for people, man, for anybody, right? No matter what you do, whether it's a job or relationship, change isn't easy. And you're effectively saying, hey, man, you got to change up your life. And I'm agreeing. I think he does. And, but I think we're also saying, you know, it goes back to the team, like Tiger's competitive. Like if you watch the documentary, the thing about Tiger that set Tiger apart is unbreakable, like clutch factor, yeah. unbreakable. Like you're not going to get him off his game. You're not going to spook him. So mentally tough. Like the t Tiger's peak athleticism is one thing, but when he won the masters a couple of years ago, he wasn't at his peak. He doesn't hit the ball as far as Dustin Johnson. He doesn't, you know, like he's not the the dominant athlete he once was. He's just still got that thing in his brain. And it's like, dude, you need to know that if the only way your body can hold up through this, through what I agree with you is like, I'll probably a lot of stress and anger coming out is like, if the only way you can compete is to have your body comply, 
then you need to do, you need to get in that mental state to get your body to comply. And I just think it's like, you can actually achieve that winning that you want to achieve by like taking a step back and being like, I've won a lot. Every time I play, it's just like, you know, if, if I win, my kid's going to see it. it's going to be dope. Like it, just, just the, you know, that cavalier attitude of like, I could not win another tournament and no one in this fucking on this golf course will ever have as many wins as I have. Yeah. But uh, again, I, I think it's, it's funny. We're having like this discussion and, and, and I actually really like it because it's, it has nothing to do with golf. It's more of like the, the battle we have with ourselves. And I agree with you about everything he's achieved and all the accolades, but it's tough sometimes to see that when you're looking at yourself. Right. Right. But you're saying it's tough for him to turn it off. And because he can't turn it off, his body fails. And because his body fails, he takes a bunch of shit. And because he takes a bunch of shit, his life falls apart. And what I'm saying is like, I get that we can keep putting a bandaid on a bandaid on a bandaid, or you could just be like, I'm the winningest golfer since fucking color television came out. And if I win, I win. And if I don't, I don't, but either way, I'm a billionaire and maybe your body will comply and maybe you'll start winning golf tournaments again. And maybe you won't end up in a ditch. Well, look, I'm going to say something. Uh, I'll say something about myself, which I'll be honest that, that I've gone through probably in the last year more of like, I'm like, I told my therapist this because we're talking about all this stuff of like, sometimes I feel like I've achieved nothing like full disclosure to everybody. Like sometimes I go through like these major insecurities of like, I've done nothing with my fucking life, right? Like I look at my brothers with kids and families and sometimes I'm like, I've done nothing. And my therapist is like, dude, take, take a step back. You've built a podcast. You know, you, you've got that. You have all these other things you've done with your family. You might not have kids you might not have achieved certain things you wanted, but then he's like, dude, you always wanted to get into comedy. You did that. You always wanted to get into this. You've done that. But my point is I'm just using myself as, as an example of once I start looking at things, Joe, I'm like, yeah, I gotta, I gotta get rid of those feelings that I have. Sometimes of, I haven't achieved anything and I'm worthless. And cause that's real. That's a real feeling. Well, I, I'm, I, I'm I saying, also, I'm, I, I hate to, I hate to get, you know, I know there's some, we've had some people who say stick to podcasting, but, no, but like, I was about to bring it back to tiger. Yeah. And I'm saying I'm not obviously I'm not trying to compare myself and my little menial life to Tiger, uh, you know, arguably the greatest golfer of all time. My point is he might be viewing himself in a light that doesn't see all that he's accomplished. I don't know. Dude, Michael Phelps said he thought about killing himself after after the eight thing. Th there you are. And that's my point. But, but that's a but again, that my my point is, is that like. If, if you've achieved all this and you're not happy, what makes you think more achievements are going to make you happy? Yeah. Really seems, really seems like you're, you know, you know, really seems like you're chasing the wrong thing. If you got eight gold medals and you want to kill yourself, maybe gold medals aren't the answer. Maybe I wouldn't focus so much on more gold medals. Sure. Well, you know what he needs? You know what Tiger needs? Tiger needs a Phil Jackson. Totally. I, like I like the, again, as I get older, the more and more I, I love reading books from Phil or hearing stories about like Tiger needs that guy 
who Tiger needs of- me to be his driver. That's what Tiger needs me. <laughs> That's what Tiger needs. Tiger needs Joe Prano to drive him around. I'll I'll I'll, I'll shoot him straight. What are like, those? Tiger, co- not, give me some of those conversations. A, I'm not even a Tiger fan, Tiger. But I'm going to drive you because. What are you like, telling Tiger? First time you pick him up. Okay, you got 30 minutes in the car to the course. I'm just, well, we're going to start with Tiger. How you doing today? And he's going to be like, listen, I don't want to talk. And I'm going to be like, see, this is the problem, Tiger. Everybody says you're so guarded and you're so hard to deal with. We got to turn you into a person, man. Like, who you? Who are you talking to? You're talking to yourself in the gym? How's that going for you, buddy? How Like, how about I'm your voice instead of the 50 voices you have in your head? Tiger, listen. Lay off the pills today, you know. And by the way, not totally. One or two. Don't go overboard. Go out there, play around a golf with Justin Herbert and Drew Brees. We'll have a couple of my ties this afternoon. You know, I'll have one because I'm driving. You have as many as you want because I'm driving. And then, like, you know, we'll get you back to your, we'll get you back to Terranea, where you're where you're staying on a, in a oceanfront resort. And then guess what? Then I'll have more my ties with you and I'll take an Uber home because I'm also not an asshole. <laughs> like, like Tiger, everything I've heard about you. Is like you, you can't just have this conversation. Well, I'm here to be the guy who does it because everything you've heard about me and you should ask around the South Bay about Joe Prano. He's a good fucking time. So let's have a good time, Tiger. You're going to go out here and shoot 65 today. I'm going to go out here and shoot 105 and have the time of my fucking life. I feel like we have a movie in the making. Joe yeah. Prano is Tiger's driver. Driving Mr. Tiger. <laughs> what I'm saying, like this is this is a movie. It's a reverse Miss Daisy because now the black guy's in the back. Yeah, it's the it's the green book. Yeah, you're the, poor, the tiger book. Yeah, you're the poor white guy. Yeah, who's driving tiger. You got to wear the hat. Yeah, you gonna wear the hat? Fuck yeah. Who I'll else? wear a I'll wear a Nike TW hat. You know what I mean? But we'll yeah. have, we'll make one into like a little old timey driving version. Yeah. I don't know, man. Tiger really is. I, I got to watch the documentary. Um, but. I mean, I think just there's so many complexities of him more than a lot of athletes. Like, I think people are more complex than we give him credit for. But I mean, what a just a like the the life he's had. And and let's not forget about Tiger. You and I are older. We have good perspective on this. He he was. The first ever LeBron like chosen one. I, people don't realize this. Yeah. I I remember him on the back. You know they they'd feature upcoming stars. I remember him on the back of cereal boxes when he was at Stanford. This is my point. Yeah. Like I remember like a honeycomb box or whatever it is. I, you know they're saying this guy is the next thing. Yeah, and he was, and he earned it. But there's really, I mean, in the history of sport, on. Really, the only people there, there's only the only people that are on this level, in my opinion, are Gretzky, LeBron, and Tiger, where they said this guy is going to be the best ever, and they were the best ever. Yeah, Bryce Harper, they were like he's going to be the best ever. He's a, he's good. He's really good. But like three guys ever when yeah. they were like teenagers. They're going to be the best there ever yeah. was. And and I get your point. Joe's point isn't like they had the hype. Like Michael Jordan didn't have this hype. 
right. or some of these other athletes. And then to live up to it. And, and exactly. there's a million guys who didn't have the hype. Sure. But you're right. I mean, he has. I mean, Peyton Manning had the hype. He's Archie's kid, but not at 17. No, nothing like Tiger had. Yeah. I mean, these guys were under a microscope at such a young age. I don't know. I don't, I don't know Gretzky. I don't know much about that. Um, but I just remember, yeah, as a kid being like, oh, who's this guy? Oh, he's going to be the next big thing. Like it was that big of a deal. And you're right. He achieved it. And he was. But with that comes, God knows the emotional stress. So I like this idea. I mean, it, I, I don't know how it'll affect the show. You know, when you become Tiger's driver. I think it could only be for the good for the show. He's probably he'll probably have access to a few guests here and there. It'll yeah. take me six months, but I'll break him down and we'll have Tiger on. Okay. We'll have Tug in the background just jacking off. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll be like, Tug, you can ask him three questions. He'll show up like Slub-a-Dub. He'll be like, sorry, Tiger. Hold on one second. Just give me, sorry. I wrote, I wrote it down in my diary. Sorry, wrong page. <laughs> By the way, I'm going to say it right now. That's an all-time dirty sports moment. Somebody writing something down at a call and turning the page. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you got to go back and listen to last episode. And I'm pretty, and I, what's crazy is I'm pretty sure the sheet just said, don't say the N-word. Don't say the N-word. Don't say the N-word. A scripted out call is unbelievable. Well, look, man. You and I, have, you know, I've said a lot about this and we've said a lot about Tiger in the past, although a lot of it's been mostly the fans, at least from my perspective. Well, it's- I mean, Andy, if you think, I mean, both of us had the same criticism. We're not golf fans. We don't care. It was the hype about, you know, he took 39th. He's back. He's trending. It's bad. Like if you think it was bad before, if Tiger ever does get back in golf, I mean, talk about hype level maxed out. Like people are going to be, if Tiger ever wins again, they're going to be like, he overcame yet another pill induced car accident. <laughs> Boom, heads exploding everywhere. And I, I will once again be like, we are, we're once again hoisting a guy up for not being able to literally stay between the lines high on pills. It's the comeback. We do love our comeback. Uh, you know, that was always what I said before. America loves the comeback story. I don't know about as much now because we're in cancel culture. So yeah. now we're like, fuck you. You're canceled. You're dead forever. Yeah. Like, we don't love it as much. I-, I love the comeback story. Yeah. But, yeah. Who knows, man? You, you know you know a little more. You-, you had a lot of these similar breaks, I think, right? As far as the legs are concerned. Well, so the one thing with his, uh, you know, his left leg, I was reading about it this morning. His left leg was tib, tibia fibula, but it was a, a proper fracture of the tib fib, like not, you know, at the ankle joint and not at the knee joint, which is really actually good for him. Um, that was w- what happened. It was my tibial plateau and my fibula. But what the doctor said to me when I was in the clinic on the mountain, he said, that's what I hope it is. Cause you'll get put, you'll be in a cast for six weeks and then you'll be fine. 
the, unfortunately mine was at the knee joint and that's a whole other thing and pins and blah, 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 blah. But it sounds like tiger's left leg has like just a proper fracture, which is actually really good news. And then his, it sounds like his right ankle is really bad. Um, that's the one where it is at a joint and when it's at a joint, it's a lot worse, but your left leg is the leg that takes all like it takes 100% of the pressure in golf. Like you, you don't, you don't barely need a right leg to play golf. If you're right-handed, it's all twisting and torquing on that left leg, which is, you know, this is something I literally deal with every single day. I go out there. I'm like, fuck, it's my left leg. If it was my right leg, it would be a whole different story. So the good thing is it sounds like the joint damage he has is on the side that you want it on. And the proper fracture, just get a cast, heal the bone, middle of the leg, as opposed to at the knee or at the ankle is now, listen, this is just what's come out so far. So who knows what, what else is happening, but, um, but from the sound of it, from this morning that I read, it sounds like it could, he could have gotten kind of lucky in what side certain things happened on. Well, look. This is my this is my advice to Tiger. Just reevaluate your life, man. Like you obviously have been through so much, like we've said. Just reassess. It's not always easy. Like like you're saying too. Reassess what you want. Like, do you want to continue to golf? Do you want to go into other ventures? Do you want to spend more time with your family? Just reassess. Like now is the time when you've gone through another horrific event, uh, an event that could have killed him. Now is the time and, and life's short, man. That, that's my advice to Tiger. And uh, my other advice to Tiger is once you get healthy and once you get back, you know, hire Joe as your driver. And that way you guys can uh, kick back and share life over a nice cold Miller light. You and Tiger Woods. How about that? I mean, that's talk about why he should have me as a driver. I'll have the trunk full of ice and Miller lights. He can drink them at his leisure. I will drink them when we get them home, you know, and uh, there's nothing in Tiger's tortured soul that can't be fixed by sunset down there in Palos Verdes and a couple cold Miller lights with your new mustachioed driver friend. Yeah, I'm picturing you two on the beach, relaxed, maybe wearing a Hawaiian T-shirt, your feet are in the sand. You both have a nice cold Miller light and you're just talking about life, Joe. I, I'm getting a mental image. The sun is basking. We'll be, in a, we'll be in a couple of, we'll be in a couple of silk robes. I'll be like, don't worry about the Joneses. <laughs> let's, let's talk about the, let's talk about your ankle boneses. Have yeah. a cold Miller light. Sun is basking over the Pacific ocean. You guys feel good. Look good. And dirt balls. You can do that too. From the privacy of your own home. Or wherever you're at, Miller Lite, great taste with only 96 calories and 3.2 carbs. However, you and your friends are enjoying Miller time, you can have the original light beer delivered by going to MillerLite.com forward slash Dirty Sports and find the delivery options near you. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. Okay. Do you want to jump into some NFL? I, I think I think a good transition. We're talking Tiger, and obviously an athlete who 
it's probably near the end. I think it's a good transition to talk. Big Ben looks like the Steelers are going to bring him back. And, and I'm doing the, the emoji of, you know, the face palm. I, I just, you know, you said it when we discussed it within the last week, it's like, you're not going to win a Super Bowl or be a Super Bowl contender with him. Don't do this. And they are. Right. Now, what is the what is the details of these reports in terms of they're going to bring him back on what? A one year? Is he does he have a contract currently? He, he the, does. OK. So Art Rooney, the second acknowledged the mutual desire between the Steelers and Big Ben uh, this morning. He said, Ben Roethlisberger and I met yesterday morning. We had a positive meeting. We were able to discuss the things, blah, blah, blah. It looks like. So the final year of his deal is this year. So he is under contract. Yeah, I don't love. I, I mean, I think you got, I think you got to, again, uh, somebody put, put this on the dirty sports drinking game. It's a Super Bowl or bus league. If you're not, if you're not the last team standing, or the second to last team, first to last team standing, you're better off not getting there in the first place. Uh, the Steelers aren't going to be a Super Bowl contender with Big Ben. So the idea of not ejecting now, you're just delaying the inevitable. Um, and I, you know, listen, do I understand? that he's earned the right to go out on his own terms and blah, 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 blah. Totally. But like this year seemed like that could have been it. Like you've already done the threatened retirement three times. Yeah. So we let you go out on your own terms. The, the idea of like him, you know, I don't know. It's, I, I assume it can't be about the money, right? Like, if you're the Steelers, like, hey, hey, just we'll we'll release you and we'll pay that money anyway, off the books. Yeah, I. Uh, oh man, he just he he. We've seen it before. Like you've seen athletes just fall before our eyes. In that playoff game against the Browns, where they were just getting their ass kicked. I mean, you know, that was like watching the end. That was like Patrick Ewing in a Sonics jersey. You're just like, oh, this is tough. But it happens, right? You can't stay yep. up. You can't stay atop. Look, people said it about Brady. They said his last game as a Patriot through a pick six. He's no Tom Brady. Come on. That's, well, disres that's disrespectful. I'm just saying, you know, unless... The Steelers plan. On I, I can't believe you said that. I can't believe you said well, that. No, I'm just saying that people said like, I'm not comparing him to Tom Brady. I'm just saying people did this, did that with Tom Brady and he came out. So, um, but my point is unless the Steelers think, Hey, we're going to have, you know, we're going to make major changes to this team and we're going to have a dominating defense and we're going to steal the other team's playbook. And we're going to do what, like, unless, unless they got a plan other than like, we're just going to run it back. I don't think this is the move. Yeah, well, it's, uh, it's we're going to deflate the ball so you don't have to wear two gloves. We're going to, you know, like you better have a plan other than like, well, it's better than, you know, whoever our backup is. Mason Rudolph. Right. 
See, I think the Steelers, I know that the AFC North is tough, but the Steelers have always been competitive. I can't think of a time the Steelers have been the bot. Like in our lifetime, have the Steelers been the worst team in the AFC North? That's a great question. I'm going to pull that up because I'm really curious. When I, last- I mean, I mean, you go back to you go back to the '90s. They're in Super Bowls. The early 2000s, they're in Super Bowls. The mid 2000s, they're in Super Bowls. The last time they had a losing record. I mean, that's how competitive they are. Was, last time that 2003, when they drafted Big Ben. Yeah, they were six but, and ten. But but guess what? They still didn't finish in last place. Right. And I'm not saying, by the way, that this team necessarily go, goes into next year, you know, with Burrow out and everything. Like, I don't necessarily think that they're the last team. But my point is, if you if you lose Roethlisberger right now and you go in, you know, you make a trade, you make a move from the draft, you trade up to get somebody. Like, I think that they could be right back to being one of the best teams in the division with a chance to win the Super Bowl, like very quickly. By the way, the Steelers, unless I'm missing something, I could be because I'm scrolling through it quickly. The Steelers have not been in last place in their division since 1969. That's insane. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Took you a second. I'm sorry, because I'm looking at this. And that oh, year they finished. Way. And that year they finished with a 420 winning percentage. Nice. By the way, I feel like I feel most people are not fans of 69. I'm just going to put it out there. I know it's a non-sports segue. I don't even know how you would take that poll, but just talking to to people and and talking, I feel like a lot of a lot of people are not fans. Uh, sorry, I just got a get a question for you if you don't mind. No. Are you a fan of 69? No, that's a no. Okay, I'm going to mark you down for a no. A scale from one to 10. Six. That makes sense. Most people either answer six or nine. I should do a Twitter poll, but somehow people are going to be triggered. Like, don't leave your basement if you don't like 69ing. (laughs) Shabelli would be like, I don't know how you're 69ing with that mask on. Who hates, I don't know who hates the, I don't know who hates people more on the Twitter, the Twitter sphere. You or me, like we were discussing this before the show. Like people just, yeah, people, it's just such a cesspool. Do not read tweets. I, I feel like, I feel like we're old heads at this point. And I know, oh yeah, we are. We are. I know this is going to sound really like, I don't know what you're, you're an elder millennial and I'm a what? What am I? I like a, I don't even know what I am. Some sort of generation. Gen X? Uh, maybe, but I don't think so. Is there Gen Y? I think I'm Gen Y and then you're a millennial and then there's Gen Z's behind us or something like that. I don't know. Anyway, um, I, I hate to be like a Gen whatever old head, but like t- 2009 to 2015, I didn't feel like, you know, uh, Twitter was filled with so many oh, yeah. cart- cartoon avatars of bad opinions. Oh, no, no, I agree. Yo, peak Twitter for me 
That's a great, I think peak Twitter was like 2013, 2015, maybe 2016. Then it, then now it just, it's just like, like people don't give a, they're like, I'm a cartoon of a frog sucking a dick. I'm going to throw out the worst opinion you've ever heard. I don't even <laughs> have to read the tweet. Who cares? I'm not a real person. I'm not a real thing. I'm running 15 of these burner accounts simultaneously. You know, here's the thing about that. And we'll get to your tweet discussing this. That's the one thing you got to get Facebook, Joe. You got to be yourself, man. Like Facebook, you got to be a person. Yeah. As much as we knock Facebook as it is an older crowd, at least it's a person. You can make yeah. your AVI anything, but you can't be some Joe Schmo hiding it, under. It, I'm sure you can to some degree, but it's certainly it's certainly a lot less common and a lot. it It's part of culture on Twitter. It's part of culture on Twitter to be. You know what I would love to ask Jack Dorsey? Because he's always talking about, uh, you know, he's always talking about continuing to, you know, to, to keep everything rolling as far as the engagement and a healthy conversation. That's kind of what he preaches. And at least from what I've seen, and I listened to him when he did Joe Rogan a couple of times, but I, I, I would want to ask him like, dude, I get that. And by the way, I don't hate Jack. A lot of people hate Jack Dorsey. Like I don't, I don't have an opinion like either. Yeah, either. So like <laughs> w- whatever, like he's done some things I like, he's done some things I dislike, whatever. But my point is I would love to ask him like, yo man, you always preach like you want to continue to move things in the right direction. But it's like, how do you control Pepe the frog, you know, with the Dallas Cowboys helmet? Like what, like there's so many of those. And, and the worst is when you see it is, sports and politics but not even go into like you go into like the gaming and like dude it, <sighs> i mean i'm just glad I'm, I'm i'm glad it only basically exists in the sports one obviously i've had some tweets this year that have br- brought out the politics people as well mostly sports crossover ones but like what was so like my tweet today that got rehashed well you got let me let me real quick hop in you got put on blast on freezing cold takes. And I, but, and that was late in the day. I don't even know. I don't know what started this morning, but I woke up to it. Shout and to, I was just like, shout out the former guest of the show, Fred Siegel, who uh, runs that. And like, I've never like, I'm getting roasted by Nick's Twitter. Who, by the way, is like, the, there are bad Sports fan, but like Nick's Twitter, I feel like the competent Nick's fans, like don't, for some reason, don't have Twitter. Nick's Twitter has all, I've been battling Nick's Twitter for years because I'm the only Nick's realist. I've been battling mellow trolls at Nick's hashtag Nick's tape people for years and years and years. I, my tweet that got rehashed today wasn't even like, even though freezing cold takes, it's like, it's not even a bad take. It's not even worthy of a freezing cold. Like my tweet was about the Knicks duffing 2019 free agency, which we all know they did. They well, signed. Got- they signed. They signed Julius Randall, who was there. The- Hold on, Joe. You got to read. Do you want to? I have. You have, have the tweet. tweet? Read it. I, I have it up there. So you tweeted. On June 30th, 2019, 
The Knicks trading Porzingis to free up two max slots and ending up with just Julius Randle is like cleaning your apartment before you go on a date because you think you might hook up and then getting so drunk that you vomit on yourself before your entrees arrive. Correct. So, so, so first of all, here's the thing. The Knicks didn't just get Julius Randle. The reason the, the reason that is the name in my tweet is because that's the only competent player they got in 2019 free agency. Even at the time, and now he's become an all-star, which is why people are like losing their minds over it. But the Knicks also signed, this is the Knicks free agency. And I'm sure I'm missing somebody. Julius Randle, Bobby Portis, Taj Gibson, Wayne Ellington, Reggie Bullock, Alfred Payton. There's somebody else in there as well that I'm, and they just went full. They went, they went every guy who sucks. We're going to give $8 million. It was ludicrous. And what happened is they, they, so here's the other thing. Everybody also takes this tweet as, me arguing the Knicks shouldn't have ever traded Chris Tapps for Zingas, which also isn't the point of the tweet. The point of the, my issue with the Chris Tapps per Zingas trade they, is they didn't, what they didn't get in return, but it is. And it has always been, they moved him when he was injured. They moved him when he had a, Oh, like a basically open, you know, sentiment that he didn't want to be a Nick and a not as open pending rape investigation. We're talking about a guy who 16 months before was getting MVP hype and they waited until he was injured, open about wanting to leave and had a pending rape investigation. They literally dealt Kristaps Porzingis at his lowest Knicks value. And here's why they did it. This is what people need to understand. They did it then because if they got rid of Perzingis then and they got rid of Tim Hardaway Jr. then, by the way, who I'd love to have on the Knicks right now in place of literally any of the guys I, I said, Tim Hardaway Jr. makes $16 million a year, trade fucking Reggie Bullock and Taj Gibson and Derrick Rose and Alfred Payton for him right now. The Knicks are better. But that's neither here nor there. If at the time they get rid of Perzingis and Tim Hardaway Jr., they free up two max spots. Now, Andy, why did they want to free up two max spots? You're a competent sports fan on the internet. Well, obviously, to use that money to sign some big-time free agents. Two max spots. Were there? Can you think of the two guys they might want to sign? This is 2019? Yeah. Uh, Kevin Durant. Correct. And who else was a big free agent at the time? Kyrie the guy, Correct. The guys who went to the other basketball team in New York who are currently the two seed and currently contenders for the NBA title. But you didn't want Kyrie. I that's not that's neither here nor there. The point is the Knicks 
My issue with the trade is the Knicks trade a guy at his lowest value simply to get into the KD Kyrie sweepstakes. Yeah. Which they totally whiff on. They don't get Kyrie. They don't get KD. They don't get any of them. They get Julius Randle. Which, by the way, if you go back on the show, Julius Randle for three years for you know it's six fifty-seven million or sixty million or whatever it is, it's fine. But we're acting like, the, first of all, we're acting like the Knicks can't get Julius Randle without trading Kristaps Porzingis, which is false. We're acting like they got traded for each other, which is false. We're acting like they had plans on getting Julius Randle, which is false. They had plans just as they had plans in 2010 on getting LeBron James and got Amari Stoudemire. And every Knicks fan right now is the fans who were like, Stoudemire is the only guy who wanted to come here and we're a playoff team and like, let's go. And it's like, that is neither here nor there to the fact that they whiffed on LeBron James. Now, I am a Knicks fan, and I will. I have taken my L this year on Tom Thibodeau. I've taken it. I didn't like that hiring, and when I don't like something and I'm wrong, I take my L on it. I don't even have a problem. <laughs> do you? Do you? Yeah, I think I do. I don't even have a problem with them taking signing Julius Randle. What I have a problem with is them being incompetent in the way that they moved Kristaps Porzingis only to end up with just Julius Randle and a bunch of other assholes who almost entirely are all gone from the team. So it's really fucking ridiculous that like, this is even like, and now people are like, Julius Randle is an all-star. And you're like, what does that have to do with literally anything? Well, again, you know, people don't, I don't think people read the tweets. They think what they want to think. The and key. we just had this conversation, by the way, with the dirtball who called him was like, what do you think about the Chris Tasperzingas trade? Now, here's the, the other part of it, which is every Knicks fan wants so desperately to have won the Chris Tasperzingas trade. Today is the day they, they go. Julius Randle's an all-star. We won the Chris has for getting a straight. First of all, you can get Julius Randle without trading both Chris Tapps for and Tim Hardaway Jr. You can do that. You have to trade one of them. You have to get rid of one of them off your books, but you can sign Julius Randle. So that's unrelated. We talked about this on the, with the caller the other day, they reach, according to every NBA analyst for Emmanuel quickly. And now we were only getting Emmanuel quickly. If we had that traded late first round pick. No, that's that. That's another falsity. Okay. But here's the most important one. We will have won this trade. If those Mavericks picks end up as lottery picks, which right now the Mavericks are, out of the playoffs. So that's where now we're talking about. Yeah, but here's the rub. The Dallas Mavericks are 15 and 15. The New York Knicks 
are 15 and 17. I am excited the way the Knicks are trending, but they're the seven seed. They're two games under 500. Can we not hoist the banner that we, we are two games under 500 and have an NBA all-star reserve? Guys, cancel the parade. This is pathetic. I'm a Knicks fan. I'm rooting for us to win. And you guys want to skewer people on the internet because we're two games under 500 and have an all-star reserve. I think it's because the Knicks have sucked for so long. And they still kind of suck. Yeah. Well, people, here's the thing about sports. I'm, I'm learning, man. People set their expectations so low. It's sad. You shouldn't set your expectations low. You shouldn't. But here's the, and, and, and you know what? There's so many layers. But the other thing is they, the Knicks fired everybody responsible for that free agency and are only competent now because they fired everybody responsible for that free agency. So the Knicks are better because like me, they thought the guy in charge sucked and they thought he made a reckless and incompetent decision and they fired him. And now they're, they're now they're starting to be competent. This butterfly butterfly, effect theory that like the Nick, if the Knicks hadn't given Eddie Curry two of the worst contracts of all time, we wouldn't have eventually ended up with all-star Julius Randall. It's like the Perzingis trade was, was done poorly because you forced it because you wanted KD. You didn't get KD. You should have waited till next, the next season when Kristaps Porzingis was healthy and had value and got even fucking more for him. It'll be all right, man. I just, be, I think the internet right. is a cesspool of horrible takes. And you know what is a, the most annoying thing about NBA fans? NBA fans love to throw out casual and no one says that unless they are the most casual. The, the, the butter, like thinking then like there is a large portion of the internet that thinks the Knicks traded Chris Stapps with a max contract for Julius Randle. When really the Knicks traded Chris Stapps at his lowest value on $4 million contract and a competent small forward who would actually help this basketball team for the opportunity to get KD and Kyrie, which they didn't get, which the other team in New York City got. And now that team is probably going to be in the minimum Eastern Conference Finals. But the, but fucking hang the banners. We're two games under 500 at the All-Star break, and we have an All-Star reserve who probably wants to leave because the fucking Knicks stink. Anyway, I'm going to get another Miller Lite. You do that. Just enjoy the faceless trolls. That's, you know, that's what I always say. I'm looking at these tweets. It's always faceless trolls. People are so worked up. I just, I hate, I'm starting to hate the fans of almost all of my teams. Let me, uh, because the realist, the, the, there's no realism. The, the Mets, prior to Aaron Otto going to the Cardinals, the Mets acquired the absolute best position player that changed teams this offseason. And people are like, they fucking duffed it. The offseason was a joke. They The Mets offseason was fantastic, and Mets fans want to hang Steve Cohen. The Knicks have 
a two game under 500 record and one all-star reserve and Knicks fans want Madison square garden to be hoisted above the city in some sort of golden chalice. And we're all <laughs> fucking, and we're all going to go to a parade. I'm rooting for the Knicks, but if they don't make the fucking playoffs, I am going to go town to town urinating on faceless trolls. And God forbid they don't make the playoffs and the Mavericks do. Jesus Christ. I hope Tim Hardaway Jr. wins the fucking finals MVP. It's always the Knicks. I think it's the Knicks that gets you the most. Because I've struggled. I'm a Knicks realist. I know I've the Knicks are only competent now because they fired the people responsible for that debacle. And now Knicks fans are like, look, that was the best thing that ever happened. Motherfucker, Julius Randle wasn't even good last year. I already took an L on Tom Thibodeau. He came in. He turned around this team. They play good defense. He fucking fixed Julius Randle. But we only have Tom Thibodeau because they fired the people responsible for fucking up the Chris Asperzingis trade and free agency in 2019. So you can't have it both ways. Well, I'm going to pop into YouTube. Let's see. How many edibles did Ruther take? I didn't take any tonight. Do I look high? I'm just chill, man. I got my treadmill in. Oh, I got my uh I got my little little fins for my flutter kick. Nice. Bro. Did you use them already? I did it last night. And then I did like my last 15 laps without them. It was it was already training my feet, dude. See? I mean, you fly when you're using those in the pool, but then Here's you take the them thing. You Everybody, take them off. Yeah. Uh, people like sort of, sort of, um, uneducated swim folks. And, and I was one when I was a kid, cause we used to do, f you know, fin training as part of it. It feels like, tr it feels like training wheels. It feels like a boost, but it actually will improve your yeah. finless kick. I noticed that when I took them off, I was like, yo, now granted it's a lot harder. And I've, For nev sure. I've never used fins, but you're right. I'm training my legs. And ankle, it's 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 going to like your ankle joints. Game changer. I, I got an arch nemesis at the pool too. I don't Do like you? This, I don't like this guy. He always shows up when I'm there. Old guy. You know, I'm creating storylines in my head. He, he's he's one of those guys who stopped tanning. He's like in his sixties. He wants to talk to everybody. I don't got time to talk to you, bro. I'm here to fucking. Hop in the pool, swim, never wears a mask. I have an arch nemesis at the pool too. So at the pool here, it's, it's, they, I actually think it's fantastic and I hope it remains post COVID, but you have to reserve a lane and you get it for an hour, but you have it solo. So for a while after my swims, I'm in the locker room and this guy comes in like, two or three times when I'm there. So obviously he's at the, he's also getting out of the pool. So he's also obviously on a similar schedule. Right. And he gets out of the pool and with a, he like literally brings like a, an empty, like water bottle. And he's just like, <laughs> it's like this, it's like this oh. weird oh. spitting thing. It's like a deep back of the throat. Like he's like, 
He's like getting out this hairball situation and during COVID during COVID. And I'm like, first of all, this is disgusting. Literally anytime. Now it's extra disgusting. Ugh. You're just like spitting in your own bottle and then like recapping it. But I, when, when I say he does it in the lo- like, I don't know how long he does it in the locker room. Cause like after 90 seconds, I'm like changed and leaving. So the other day I go and he's in the lane next to me doing it between laps. And I literally went up to lifeguard. I was like, guys, I got to know you like there's got to be a way. Why don't you say something to him? Like, though, right. dude, what's your deal? Because I don't want to like. I'm I'm, I, I, I'm close to doing that. Like it might have to happen. I don't want to like. I don't. I don't want him to be like. I have throat cancer or something like that. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, that'll be awkward. That would be awkward. I mean, Larry David. <laughs> Larry David would have already asked him. You know what I mean? But like, <laughs> dude, you got to go, Larry David. I don't want to like if he has some ailment. I don't want to like ailment shame him. But I was like, listen, I said a lifeguard, and I was like, and I talked to the lady at the front desk. So I was like, there's got to be a way. Like, I don't want to find out what's wrong. <laughs> I just want to not be near him. There's yeah. got to be a way where, like, I don't have to swim next to him. Because, like, I can't. Like, it makes me want to yak. So, I feel you. I almost said something to my guy. He's also the guy who has to be completely buck naked in the locker room. <laughs> Dude, you can put on your underwear when you step on the scale. I, I don't get these people. I know it's more of an older thing. Um, and then when he does the shower before he gets in the pool, he sits in it forever and just stares. Stares. He'll stare at, let's say there's kids in a lane. Let's say it's me. And I'll be like, dude, what are you staring at? Is it bro? an outdoor shower or is it like a shower poolside? Yeah. You know, like one near the pool before you hop in to okay. rinse off. And then he walked over yesterday. He hurt, you know, I have my own locker now. And it's like he wanted to see who was over there. And I was getting out of the pool yesterday and he walked around the corner buck naked. And just, I, that's where I almost said, actually I did. I said it pretty loud under my breath. I said, what are you looking for? Old man. I don't know if you heard me, but it's like, are you, you looking for a knuckle sandwich? Cause you might've found one. I, I don't know. Like, are you, are you just old and lost lonely? Are you checking me out? I like, I want to know either way, but like, and he also talks to himself in the shower. He's probably a lunatic and I'm creating I'm an asshole now because he probably has mental problems. He also I'll asked trade, me, uh, like I would take yours over mine like a hundred times out of a hundred. I don't know. When I when I go for anything physical, I just don't want to be I I don't like talking to people I've learned. Like I just want to be in my zone. Unless it's an attractive woman. <laughs> yeah, I'll talk to you. That's always a weird thing to me, engaging with people at the gym. Yeah. I don't know. Right? Yeah. I don't know. I've been in like a gym situation like 25 times in my entire life. But yeah, even in the pool exercise, like I'm just here to get get work done. Did I ever share the John Travolta story on no. the show about him checking out dudes 24 hour fitness? No. I didn't. I know I shared it when I when I used to do ra- when I used to do Lance Bass's radio show. I know I shared it on that, and we were all. It's actually sad. Like Mr. Carter, this guy's in the locker room with the penis out. I just like to look at it. 
Travolta showed up. I used to go to the gym crazy late. How's your Johnson? Let me see it. (laughs) I used to go like after I worked. You know what they call a naked penis in the gym in Europe? (laughs) A Royale with cheese. (laughs) So Travolta shows up to the gym. I used to belong to a 24-hour fitness in Santa Monica. And again, I would go after we'd shut down the restaurant and bar. So I'd get there a lot of times. I'd be leaving work at midnight later. I get there like my schedule was just different, right? I'd work out at one. And the front desk dude was like, Travolta just showed up. I'm like, Travolta? He goes, his plane just touched down. You know, he flies his own private plane right. at the Santa Monica airport. He goes, dude, it's so weird. and It's sad. He goes, Travolta did maybe two workouts. He's up in the men's locker room, just hovering. <laughs> I mean, let's just call it what it is. Like, I feel sorry for the guy if he can't openly be gay. And yeah. That's like he's clearly looking to pick up dudes, which they they'd have problems there sometimes. Like, you know, guys going late at night, and I go just up there sitting there in the locker room. I'd like to try that, like it's a five dollar shake. And I go up there, man. It's almost surreal, right? Because you see somebody your whole life, and I go up to uh, put my stuff in the locker, and there he is, just John Travolta, just. Hanging out in the towel in the men's locker room at the Santa Monica 24-hour fitness. And you're like, dude, it, it goes back to the tiger thing. To bring it back. You have all the money, all the power in the world. You can have sex with any person you want. You don't have to go to the 24-hour fitness to find a guy. Just, just find a guy, man. Right? Yeah. Like, tiger, you don't have to drive your car. They're like, they're like, Travolta, why are you going into the, why are you, you know, you just, you just got here, you know, it's a weekend, the evening. Why are you going to 24 hours? I got that Saturday night fever. And I like John Travolta for the record. Like, like I like him as an actor. I like him as a person. Uh, Cause I actually, I had some, ironically, he, he came to the hotel. I worked out a few times. Yeah. He was a real nice guy. Like he's a nice guy, but like I said, it's more of a sad thing of like, it's depressing. You're like, oh man. Thanks for my room service, Andy Ruth. How do you like a hand job? <laughs> I mean, right? Like you, you, you're reaching a point where you gotta just you're trolling for dudes at a 24 hour fitness. Yeah. Oh man! And the crazy part was the front desk guy. Like he told me all the shit he should have. He was like showing me the screen. He's like, dude, he, he has a membership here. He hasn't come to this gym in literally like four years. Like he must've been horny or something. I don't know what was going on anyway. Uh, so what do you think about the NBA logo, Joe? And then we'll get to some calls. I, what, what happened? It's, I think it's a fantastic logo. I couldn't agree more. Kyrie's chirping again. Oh, what, what is Kyrie? You know, this, this happened after Kobe. He wants, the ba- he wants the basketball to be flat in the, in the logo. You know, this happened after Kobe. You want died. like a like a like a a vinyl record looking ball in the logo? Yeah, that's what he does. What what's what's Kyrie in the logo? What's his deal? Oh, I didn't see his Instagram post until now. Wow, he made it racial. Interesting. Jesus Christ. This is why we get so divided. He posted Kobe as the logo, and he wrote, gotta happen. I don't care what anyone says. Then in caps. Black Kings built the league. So he made it racial. Okay. Hmm. I mean, 
first of all, the logo has been there since 1969. Yeah, why do why does this look why does the it, logo have to change? It doesn't. It doesn't. But you agree with me, right? He made it racial by saying, if you want Kobe cool, why are you writing Black Kings built the league? Right. You're making it racial for no yeah. reason. No reason at all. I mean, I, I guess, you know, the it just it just feels so wrong on so many levels to be like for it to be Kobe like now it's a now it's some sort of honoring a guy who died early thing like sure okay black black kings built the league why not make it Shaq hanging from a hoop why not make it MJ why not make it a fucking LeBron yeah Kobe it's Kobe because Kobe's dead like and also just like is anybody like uh, here would be the, here's my thing if the NBA said we're changing the logo okay make a Kobe now, but but like the logo doesn't need to change. the logo's great uh, the logo's great now Jerry we West talked is, about we talked about trophies before the that then NBA has the best logo right it doesn't even come close it's the NBA now Jerry West is on record for saying because they brought this up before that he wouldn't care if they changed it to Kobe. So he is on record himself, but it doesn't need to be changed. And by the way, no one looks, no one, I don't look at that logo. And think Jerry West. I don't, I just don't. It was the silhouette of him, but I don't look at that and yeah. think Jerry West. No one's denying that. I black, think it should be a guy dancing disco. Like no one's denying that the, that the, the black players made the league's popularity. Like no one's denying that. But again, he has to like, dude, all you're doing is you're just going to trigger people by saying like, by saying that that's all you're going to do. And uh, I think the logo is great the way it is now. Um, but yeah, again, I think if you're going to do, if you're not going to do Jerry West, I, I mean, I can think of a lot of people. I mean, the popularity obviously went with Magic Johnson and Larry Bird, and then Jordan took it to a whole next level. I'm just saying, it Jordan would be the appropriate one if you're going to do anybody, in my opinion. And and that's the that's the, like the whole other thing is like you can't it can't be right. It's like Jordan's Jordan silhouette is a brand, and like true. I just I just think that there to me there's no reason this needs to change. Also, unfortunately. While while there's certainly truth to the idea that black kings built this league or whatever, there's there, by the way, there's truth to that. That's not how I would put it. Right. Yeah, yeah. I'm not disagreeing with that. But when the league was actually built and when a logo was like Jerry West was one of the best players in basketball. Like the idea that like Like, I mean, I, yeah, I just, I just think this is the dumbest classic Kyrie. Yeah. I think these, I think, I think the problem with a lot of these guys, they think they're so smart and they're just not, they're not, they're not well-read. They're not well-rounded. They, they just, they just boom, instant fire. I got this many million followers and they just pout off something. And I'm sure I'd be the same way at that age if I had that. Not disagreeing with that, but but I think that like to me that's where 
these things come into play. And, and to me, that's such a, it's such a reaction of a horrific death of one of the all-time players. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's yeah. such a, like you're not. Didn't they a, name the all-star game MVP after him or something like that? Like, haven't we already done like, isn't there already NBA Kobe? By the way, I think they're doing it again. This all-star game. What? Something with for Kobe, which I'm like confused on. Well, I, I, th- I thought maybe that it became like, it's the Kobe Bryant all-star MVP award or something like that now, which by the way, I'm totally fine with. Yeah, sure. Whatever. Kobe won a couple of all-star game MVPs. Kobe was a 15 time all-star or whatever it is. That's fine. I'm totally fine with that. The idea that like this, is, my problem with it is this wasn't even a conversation. Yeah. I don't know, man. But Kyrie always is he, like, he's just running his mouth. And I don't even want to hear changing the major league baseball logo, which if you look at the profile has been based on me for years. I mean, <laughs> just a giant straight Roman nose. <laughs> let's, uh, let's get to some calls, man. We got, uh, we got a few calls. We'll play hotline is three, one Oh, three, five, nine, eight, three, six, five. We'll st- we we started off with Tiger Talk. Let's uh let's do a call about the uh the green jacket from our, our good friend CT. Gentlemen, CT formerly from Seattle. Lifelong Seattle Kraken fan. We talk about the sports trophies, got me thinking, you know, outside of the four other major sports, there's a lot of cooler trophies than I think maybe the Stanley Cup is the best. You know, as a lifelong Seattle Kraken fan, I can't wait for the Kraken to hoist the Stanley Cup. But you know what I think is the best thing to win? Give me one of those Masters green jackets. Give me a green jacket. It doesn't even have to fit. I think that's better than an Olympic medal. I think that's better than the Thanksgiving tray you win when you win Wimbledon. Give you like a food-serving tray, I think. Better than the claret jug that you get when you win, I think, the Open, the British Open. Get a little jug. You put some, I don't know, flowers in there. It might look nice and as a centerpiece. I'm not sure what you get when you win the other golf tournaments, but give me one of those dope green jackets and a lifelong membership to Augusta. I think that's the coolest thing that you can win outside of the Stanley Cup. I've got to improve my golf game. That minimalist golf bag is definitely going to help. Peace out, fellas. Stay dirty. I don't agree at all, actually. I think that I think the green jacket's pretty cool. I think it's so dorky and lame. I think it's I think it's a cool um I think it's a cool thing. I it, obviously there is a master's trophy, I'm certain of it, right? Like I'm certain they get a trophy as well. I do think that the tradition of that they have a champion's dinner before and all the guys show up and wear the green jacket prior, I think that's pretty cool. I think I think just like any sort of like that kind of thing. I mean, there's, you know, obviously the NFL hall of fame has a jacket as well. Um, I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just like, I, I just like the idea of like, you get a jacket. I don't know. I mean, like, this is not my thing. Um, I'd for sure get barbecue sauce on it too. 
Like I got food it's off. green. It's perfect. I mean, those, those yellow jackets definitely susceptible. The gold jackets susceptible to barbecue sauce. That what, are you, what, are you do, what are you doing? When you get barbecue sauce. Are you taking that to the cleaners. What are you doing? I mean, uh, are you asking if I got it on my master's jacket or just uh, generally? I'm just generally asking. I'm thinking like, how often are these guys wearing the jacket? And if they get a stain on it, what what's the move here? Yeah, if you if you get if you get a stain on a blazer, get that thing to a dry cleaner. First, first hit it with some shout just in case, and then get it to some get it to a dry cleaner. I bet Tigers had a bunch of sex in that green jacket. <laughs> Tigers had barbecue sauce on that jacket because he had sex with like a Buffalo Wild Wings waitress. She's like, I'm a four. You're Tiger Woods. He's like, get in the car. She's like, should you be driving? He's like, absolutely not. Should you be flying this plane? No, that's why I have John Travolta flying the plane. Come on, Tiger, get in. We're going to the 24-hour fitness. You're going to bring a four. I'm going to bring a two. Man, they're bringing me back. I'll never forget when I read that Vanity Fair article on Tiger. Oh, about all his escapades with the girls. I was like fervently reading that. I was like, this is so fascinating. Dude, you have to re- you have to watch the documentary. I know you have done the Perkins waitress joke a million times. I know. And here's the thing. I learned things about the Perkins waitress that I didn't. First of all, she wasn't a waitress. She was a hostess. Oh, even better. Second of all, she was like. I, I don't want to get canceled for this, but like Tiger's. Tiger's stable was like had some questionable thing. He was obsessed with this woman. That's what makes he, me like him. He he literally went to this Perkins regularly to see this hostess. Where, where is you, this? Where's this Perkins at? In Florida. When you see this woman, you can be like, I don't even understand what I'm looking at. This is Tiger's obsession. Okay, can I be can I be fully honest right now? I would. Yeah, I'm glad he has multiple. Masters, Jack. I would put one over her head. There, there's girl. Cancel, 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 canceled. I can actually relate to Tiger. I've been there. I don't know. Maybe this. Were sex. you like I'm obsessed with this woman? No, not obsessed. But there's girls who might be questionable as far as looks. But like, I mean, if the sex is good, man. I don't know. Sometimes, sometimes there's people I like. I get hung up on like, and it's not. It's just like. There's some sort of chemistry sexually. Maybe that, that was it. I do have to see. I don't have HBO though. We'll take we'll take care of you offline. I, got I, knew, you, I, I knew it. I knew it. Mikey, uh, thank you. Yeah, Mikey. <laughs> Mikey, Andy's getting the getting the password. Yeah, yeah. Mike, it's my I, I'm signed into literally everything with Mikey's password. He doesn't he didn't say what the fuck, Joe, at some point. I mean, it's it's not like it's charging him. It's all just through his like cable. But what's great is like I'm my Amazon Fire Stick is like through his thing too. Like some he sent it to me because he originally like loaded it up with like that fake. Remember when I could used to be able to watch like all kinds of like fake mo- like the movies and shit. Which God, I wish that what was that Cody. I wish Cody worked still these days. Um, but he loaded it up, so now I'm still somehow linked. So like when I go, my recently viewed are always Scooby Doo. <laughs> I'm like, 
Amazing. I'm like, I have not watched any Scooby-Doo. So we got a paid call. More paid calls. calls. More paid calls are coming in. I'm going to say something, though, guys. I appreciate the paid calls, too, but like. You we don't can have, be bought as always. Yeah, you don't have like full carte blanche. And, and, and I and I messaged Brian on this who left the call. Apparently he was really high. He left like two two-minute calls with no lie, like 10 questions. Like, dude, I appreciate the $10 donation, but like <laughs> you literally called and left your own podcast. <laughs> like, <laughs> wait, like wait until you hear this. You're and like, until so are we listening to one of them? Well, yeah, I'll play. I'll play the first one, and it's like again. Now, we, I I want to I want to make one correction. To what Andy said, like, you know, we can't be bought. Like if that number is like two hundred dollars, yeah, not ten dollars. Yeah, not not that the ten dollars buys you a question for sure. Yeah, yeah, doesn't no, no. buy you two calls of ten questions each. I'm look. I'm grateful for any donations we get because literally, it's it's not like. It's not like we're like this. This goes back into other stuff we paid for. Slow, but. slow and steady always wins. The, all donations are welcome. And by the way, before we, I want to shout out Kyle Aronofsky, who sent me a, a T-shirt of his fame now now famous uh, Instagram review account, the Pork Roll Yid. Shout out to Kyle for the for the T-shirt for the tour shirt. So well, Brian left a call. He sent us ten dollars. He left multiple calls, and you're you're picking what you think is the better of the two. I don't know. Let's just play the first one. Let's see where we okay. go. <laughs> let's let's see what let's see what happens. Anything is possible. Hey guys, Brian Heinrich here. I hope you got my sus fun donation for the extended length multi question call. I'm gonna try to rapid fire it. Here we go. First question: What is your most heartbreaking loss memory from a regular season game? We all have heartbreaking playoff L's, but what? But was there a specific set of circumstances that made a regular season loss want you to kill yourself? Deshaun Mine Jackson. is when the Bears lost that OT game to Tebow's bitch ass in 2011. I fucking hated Tebow mania at the time. And this game is what put him on the cover. Hold on, I got to pause it. When you say, I'm going to fire through these rapid questions, this is what I'm talking about. And then you go on some diatribe about your own experience. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, bro. Sports Illustrated and really cemented his legendary quotation status and just had to be against my goddamn team. Given Kirk Cousins' first ever Monday Night Football win this year is a close second, though. Second question, what's the funniest thing a non-sports watching girlfriend or girl has said to you about sports? A week ago, my girl was watching this YouTube highlight video of Kobe Bryant for some reason, and it got to the clip of him shooting free throws with his torn Achilles. And, I mean, you guys have seen the clip. The announcers are speaking with, like, his legs were just fucking dismembered. So, you know, while they're saying the shit like, wow, he can just barely walk, he's going, uh, yes, he can. My God, you can just see how painful it is for him. He looks totally fine. This is just so incredibly hard for him to do. He's just such a warrior. He's literally smiling at the bench. Like, it just cracked me up. Uh, third question. How would you guys rate the premier streaming services based on content and like on app navigation slash display. I think Hulu has the best TV shows. Netflix has the best original content and uh, navigation. Disney Plus has the worst content because I'm not a child or a woman in her 20s. Like, I don't give a fuck about princess Cancel. movies. HBO has by far the best movies and overall content, but the worst navigation slash display. Like, that shit's always lagging for me, and that's the navigation is just fucking weird. 
and Amazon Prime. Okay, so I'm going to pause it there. Okay. So this is what I love, right? Like he's like, I want your opinion, but I'm also going to give you. I love every, it. I love it. I love every it. single thing. He, paid, I, he didn't pay for our. He didn't pay for our answers. He paid for his answers. <laughs> and also, he's got a second call with a bunch of like. There's three. <laughs> there's three questions in the first call. I love it. I love it. I love our fans. Uh, you, you know what I love? I love the excuse too. He's like, oh, I was really stoned. Like, like, it's just like. Sometimes I think like, were you or were you just rambling, bro? Like, I don't care if were you or or now that I've called you out. Yeah, uh, I love it. He does sound. I mean, he does. Oh, listen, I don't hear any paper crinkling, so it's a step up from our last paid call. No, non-paid. not doing. A, he's not non- doing a. He's not doing a valedictorian speech. A Dead Sea <laughs> Scroll, rolling it down. Once All again, right. I, I would just like to say that Deshaun Jackson <laughs> is the whoa, 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 whoa. It's Deshaun Jackson for you. Jets, or I'm sorry, uh, Giants. Uh, yeah, th- that's easily the worst. I mean, it put it put the it took the Giants out of the playoffs. It was against the Eagles. It was a, a punt. I mean, I've told the story a million times. I went into my bedroom with a baseball bat and just beat the bed repeatedly. And you really like, here's something I learned that day. You have no idea how much like dust and like dead skin is oh. in your bed until you beat it with a bat as hard as you can. It was like oh. puffing up. Yeah. I, I, uh, I bet, I bet mine, I don't know about regular season, but I remember I cried like I was too old to be crying. I cried over a Xavier game once they were top 25 and they got upset by St. Francis, Pennsylvania. It was one of those like top 25 yeah. games that like your top 25, you're in a, sh- back then they were in like the shitty conference, you know, the MCC Midwestern collegiate conference. And like one of those losses will like kill you making a tournament. Yeah. And, and I remember I was crying in the couch and my dad was just like, he'd always do this. He'd always pat me on the back. He's like, just a game, just a game, <laughs> it's a game, Andy. Um, and the funniest thing, girl, I think I, I know I said this in the show. I, as far as question, because he said question, it do, I guess it doesn't have to be a question. Yeah. My mom, when I went to the Reds Dodgers game 2017 with her, the Reds had a terrible pitching staff. The Reds were awful. The Reds were up 8 3 heading into the eighth. And the, and I, I literally said the Reds had bad pitchers. The, you know, but you know, five run lead heading into the bottom of the eighth. Yeah. Reds lose 10, eight after they give up seven runs in the eighth. My mom just looks at me, knows nothing about it. Right. And just says, why can't we have better pitchers? Like it's such, it's such a loaded, right? Like I don't know sports question with yeah. payroll and the farm system. It's like, mom, that's a deep question. Why can't we have better pitchers? I, I don't have one that stands out to me. But I feel like I'm forgetting one, and my girlfriend is probably watching this show live in the next room. I feel like I'm absolutely – like, there's one that's on the tip of my tongue that, like, she absolutely just said to me recently that I'm totally forgetting, but I will I will get back to you because there's one that's standing out to me, but I don't remember what it is. And then his last question, the premiere streaming, It that, that's actually a legit – I actually think Netflix has the worst, uh, like, I hate Netflix's interface. 
I hate it. There, there's so many goddamn categories. It's I like, it's like critically acclaimed TV shows, movies that star John Travolta because you watched movies that star John Travolta. Be, and, and, it, and, and the old one was like fine, but now when you go into it and it previews, if you like stay on it for like two seconds, I don't like the preview. I hate it. I have to mute it because like you leave it on for two seconds and suddenly you're like, suddenly you've watched three minutes of Emily and Perry. And I'm like, I want to kill myself <laughs> that this is even on. <laughs> um, I actually, uh, I don't know if he's talking about HBO max or if he's talking about like the HBO, I think HBO max has the best content. Um, Netflix probably original. Yeah, I mean, I like, uh, I HBO, like Amazon's interface. HBO original stuff too. I like a lot of the Amazon stuff. Amazon. My problem with the Amazon is I use Amazon on like the Fire Stick. So in one room I have like a smart TV. In another room I have an Apple TV. In this room I have my Amazon Fire Stick. You accidentally hit that home button. You just like breeze. You just like graze the home button you are out to the original it takes you to factory settings like i tried to i tried to rewind three seconds and now i'm like now i gotta start the whole process over i gotta reboot like yeah Am amazon that home button should be like on the on the on a second controller so you don't accidentally hit it and now i gotta start the whole thing over yeah i agree the uh the rewinding. It's literally yeah. fast forward and rewind just on the wings of the home button. You accidentally hit it and the forget it. Well, Apple Plus, I just got that. I noticed that on Ted Lasso. If I want to rewind something, it flies. You're like, what the yeah. fuck? Yeah. I'm back to the start of the episode. Yeah. What are we doing here? Apple Plus is content is like fine, but I think they don't, I, have, I think they don't have any is, content. They don't have any yeah, content. It's going to get better, but I like Ted Lasso and I like the morning show. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't. I don't HBO, want HBO Max has some good originals. HBO Max obviously also has all the HBO stuff. HBO Max has now all these Warner Brothers or whatever movies. Like, um, I you know what I watched on HBO Max? I watched that Denzel, uh, detective movie with Jared Leto is like the whatever. That was pretty good. I forget what it was called, but it was pretty good. I rec I'd recommend. And no clue what it what I watched, but hey, it was pretty good. Yeah, I don't remember the name of it, but it's Jared Leto and the kid from Mr. Robot and Denzel. I don't think we retain shit. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I I think because there's so much stuff that we watch, we don't retain. I'll watch something and the next day. I'll be like, "What the fuck happened to that movie? I don't even remember." All right, let's do uh, let's do one more call. Let's let's head up north. Canadian dirt ball. <laughs> I'm just laughing at Brian still. What's your best? What's your favorite presidential speed of speech of all time? I think mine is four score and seven years ago. Do you want to play the I, whole speech? I almost <laughs> want to play the second call now. Let's just answer his first question of the second call, just so we can say we didn't. We did. Uh, we did both calls. Okay, boys. This is Brian Heinrichs. Still here, continuing my multi-question call. I hope this isn't a complete shit show for you guys to listen and understand to. So I ended up talking about how 
uh, Amazon Prime and how. So he's recapping um, really his first call. Yeah, 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 yeah. My regular subscri- subscription presented with everything else. Like, <laughs> the fuck? Like, don't, like, separate that shit. And uh, last question Name your top three hated athletes all time. Mine are uh, Cody Parkey for obvious reasons. Caleb Haney, because he took a 7-3 Bears team and added them at 8-8. Eight and eight. Like, so that hard to, to win a fucking couple games. And he also is the one that lost that Tebow game. Uh, number one is Kirk Cousins, because, uh, well, no one hates Kirk more than me. Not even Joe. Not even close. Condoms are for Kirk Cup Cousins. I, I hope this Kirk was I just think not too confusing. Thanks, guys. I hope this is not too confusing is how he ended it. My three least, my most hated athletes of all time. I mean, there's, there's two for me that are, I mean, my, 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 the king and the queen of the prom of my hate are Chase Utley and Carmelo Anthony. Chase Utley for what he did and to one of my teams and Carmelo Anthony for what he did <laughs> to one of my teams. You know, I'm going to say something, man. You're going to make fun of me. And so with the dirt balls. I don't like using the word hate, man. Like, I don't. My old man taught me that from a young age, which is crazy because a lot of things he'd always say, you dislike, you dislike. So when somebody's like, oh, who do you hate the most? I'm oh, like, well, I mean, I think that's the thing is like, hate is such a strong word. That's why. And if I use it, tell me not to because I shouldn't. That's why I think when the question is, who is your three most hated athletes? Like, I hate Chase Utley. And I hate Carmelo Anthony, but like hate is a strong word and so it falls. Strong. I dislike guys. You know, I dislike this guy's attitude. I dislike this, but like I hate uh, Chase Utley because he purposely injured somebody. So I feel like that's a reasonable reason to hate somebody like, you ended somebody's career essentially on purpose. Hate. And then I hate Carmelo Anthony for just being a fucking trash bag that ran my organization into the ground, ran a coach out of town, took all kinds of terrible shots. But what what pulls from that hate is if we hadn't made a terrible trade for Carmelo Anthony and the Knicks hadn't been terrible for so long, they wouldn't have gotten Chris Porzingis, who they could have then traded to the Dallas Mavericks. And then we would have gotten Julius Randle, all-star reserve. Fuck yeah. Couldn't have happened without Carmelo Anthony. So thank you, Carmelo Anthony, for uh, one way or another leading to Julius Randle. <laughs> Fucking assholes. And my third is Knicks fans who have Knicks tape in their bio and fucking own Carmelo Anthony jerseys. Uh, I'm going to skip that part of the question. Let's, uh, let's, let's wrap it up with the Canadian call. Hey guys, Ryan Clack calling in from Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Uh, a lot of trophy talk on the podcast has got me reminiscing. Back in 2015, I was actually the first person to audition for the role of hockey correspondent with my credentials being that I've drank beer out of the Stanley Cup. There was a member of the Blackhawks on the 2013 team from my hometown. Uh, shout out to Sheldon Brookbank. And he brought the cup back home and uh, we rented out the local curling rink and everyone got waffled and drank out of the cup. Waffled. So like, think about that. A dirt ball has drank out of the Stanley Cup. 
so I'm pretty sure Karen Lombardi can get over Tom Brady tossing their trophy around the water. Yeah, anyways, I just wanted to share that. And condoms are for Maria, that purple-haired bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know what I love? The rowback. Yeah, he's like such a, he's a classic Canadian. Very, very this polite. Is, is this not the most Canadian call we've ever maybe ever had? Well, Ryan's, like, Ryan's oh, called a Ryan's oh, called oh, a boys, bunch. just want you to know I drink out of the Stanley Cup, eh? <laughs> we, uh, we got waffled at the local curling rink. <laughs> Well, you know, we didn't want it to slip out of our hands. That's a, you know, the thing that Tom Brady should have done, just like what we did, we covered the whole thing in maple syrup so it didn't slip out of our hands. We took it down there to Tim Hortons. We filled it with poutine. Well, Ryan's called a bunch. The thing is, like, well, first of all. One of our friends got hit in the head with it. He cracked open his skull. We went down there, got him some (laughs) of that universal health care, got him stitched up. Didn't cost us a goddamn red cent. You know what I love is that he's so like Canadian and polite and cordial. And then he just, at the end, he calls <laughs> yeah. Maria a stupid purple haired bitch. Dude. I Here's okay, that. I might, that might be somebody you hate that <laughs> like Maria. No, I'm kidding. Like I was gonna say about myself, yeah. like, yeah. Talk about it. You and Maria um, did not get along. Um, I, what if I hate fucked her? Oh, uh, I don't think she'd be down. Anyway, um, canceled, 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 canceled. Um, my point no, was, no, she was, she was straight. She's oh, I didn't say, I wasn't even insinuating that. I just meant she hated you. I don't think she'd be down. Oh yeah. She hated me. She despised you. I mean, I, I, I mean, that would be a deep file if she was like, I mean, she definitely has you. She definitely has a picture of you up in her apartment that she uses as inspiration for like women's marches like you are the face of the oh yeah to her oh yeah she throws darts at you she like you are the face of the patriarchy to maria she of all the women who've disliked me she might be number one like she could not stand me she hated and she's pretty open about it which i gotta give her credit for that i I, yeah I, i agree very transparent about it Right yeah. to my face. I hate you. <laughs> you suck. You're a yeah. douchey frat boy. Drunken idiot. Um, but the end of the call, so nice. So that is typical Canadian. They have this, they have this um, you know, track record of being like the nicest people, but there is, they're like tiger, like lurking underneath. There's always this like pent up anger because they always gotta be sweet like maple syrup, but then underneath. These guys, these Canadian, like I've seen some Canadians snap in my day. Lachlan, I'm assuming, I'm assuming this is all Lachlan. No, I mean, I know, uh, listen, multiple, I know multiple Canadians who have, you know, a lot of pent up anger and you're just like, just let it out, man. I'm going to hang where you hurt yourself. I'm hanging out with one this weekend from St. Louis. My, one of my, one of my best buddies, uh, is from Toronto on that note. I got to get some sleep because I'm driving to St. Louis tomorrow. So that will be, are you, are you taking the hatchback? I am taking the matchbox car. How long will that take you? Well, actually, why am I asking? I know I did it in the fucking snow that one time. Well, yeah, four four hours. No, it'll, it'll five, five and a half, depending on if I stop There, there was big developments this week with the hatchback. I officially have Ohio plates. Whoa, look at you, guy. What do Ohio plates look like? Are they nice plates? 
Yeah, it's only one now. They only have one in the back, and uh, I got an Ohio driver's license. It wow. is official. I'm not gonna lie, man. That was like came home yesterday, taking my plates off. I was had some reflecting, and I was like, "This is like a big deal for me, man." I, I've had California plates for 13 years, and now I'm taking them off. Just sitting there over a bowl of spaghetti, covered chili, just contemplating where your your plate change. I haven't had I haven't had any uh, chili for a minute. No. But thanks for reminding me. Yeah, yeah, gotta get yourself some chili, dude. This is the most Cincinnati thing ever. So I changed, I changed uh, car insurance. By the way, can now that we're talking about Cincinnati and your and and we, I want I just want to say this just hit me. You for sure have said you hated Andy Dalton. I will I will go on record as saying you have hated Andy Dalton on the show. I'm sure I have. That's why I'm saying if I've said it, I shouldn't have. That's why I said that. Like I'm sure I've said I hated things. I know I have but I shouldn't have Um, again, which is ironic because my old man who preached me that it's like, dude, you bitch about everything. Like, what are you talking about? Um, So I switched car insurance companies because now that I'm living here, I have to pay for, you know, homeowners insurance and all that fun stuff. So I'm doing the whole package for a cheaper deal. Guess what they send you bundle your home and car insurance. (laughs) I do. This, I feel like this is the most like that's that's so that's so something that I only hear on commercials. Yeah, they give your you, home and car insurance. They give you a better deal. Guess guess what though? So I get my welcome packet in the mail. Attached is a gift. Welcome aboard, so and so. Attached is a gift card to Skyline Chili. Can't make it up. It's the most Cincinnati shit ever. And also, I'm joining the uh, insurance company that dropped me after I ran over a fire hydrant wow. with my dad's car, who then I was banned from for a while. So we've come full circle. I love here it. I am. And here I am, Joe. Guys, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Dirty Sports. Drop an iTunes review. Leave your Twitter, Instagram handle, and I will uh, send you some koozies. It's that easy. By you? At Fix Your Life on Twitter. Please don't tweet me if you don't understand how the NBA works um, at Joe Prano on everything else. I, I know you're, you've got to get to bed, Andy. It's still relatively early here. It's uh, seven something. I am going to finish this Miller light and have me another watch some NBA basketball. Watch me some, some Lakers jazz. Uh, keep drinking Miller lights. I will send too, me, by the way, send me pictures of uh, what you're doing while you're drinking them. I love the, the, you saw the dirt ball that got got hit up by Miller Lite today? Oh, yeah. Shout out to Nick Kleckner, who has a baller Miller Lite basement setup. And that's the second time he sent us pictures. But, yeah, Miller Lite yeah. reached back out. He's got Miller Lite bar stools. He's got Miller Lite clock on the wall. I don't know where Nick is. Nick, reply to us because I want to come visit. Yeah. Nick's got a I feel great like, I feel like the I feel like this is a rite of passage for me to come drink in your Miller Lite man bar. Well, I'm looking at his Twitter, Sacramento. So not too far from you. What? Next Tahoe trip. I'm swinging through Sacktown. Knicks play play the Kings like tomorrow or something like that. Maybe I should go up and uh, apologize to Julius Randle. Yeah. I'm going to watch the game too. Like I said, I was like going to bed, but I'm going to. 
gonna stay up. I just I gotta get this bad boy loaded. All right, Dirt Balls, thank you for the support, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Have a great weekend, and as always, stay dirty. <laughs>